Welcome to the Honorable Insurance Podcast. This is the podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 50 years ago. Why the front porch? Strange place to start an agency. It's because his wife wouldn't let him use the dining room. We've really grown since then, but we're still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at Toscano. Do you need help with liquor liability accounts? We have tons of solutions. Whether you're insuring a bartending service, a restaurant, a bar, we can help. We have so many solutions to share with you. Be sure to reach out to us today. In today's episode, we are talking with VP of Brokerage Operations at Toscano, Linda Bobro. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Hey, Linda, I'm so excited to have you here on the show. Guys, we've got Linda Bobro with us today, and she is the VP of Brokerage Operations here at Toscano. She brings 30 plus years of experience and expertise in insurance, and I'm really excited to pick your brain today, Linda. How are you? I'm great. I don't know how much of my brain there is left to pick, but you can pick it. (laughs) Well, I'm really excited to hear about your experiences, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So let's get right into it. I want to know details about your current role and just share a little bit about some of your past roles in the industry. Take us on a walk. Tell us. Okay. So all of my insurance experience has been in the excess and surplus lines industry. So I haven't been anywhere else. Um, Currently, as you said, I'm the VP of brokerage operations at Toscano, which is um, a little bit different than what they currently do. We're focusing on the harder to place larger accounts. Um, I have done brokerage accounts in my past roles. So hopefully, um, you know, we'll make, we'll make it work here. Um, I previously worked at um, two other wholesalers and at both of those wholesalers, I was um, the VP and managing director, branch manager of um, the Pittsburgh office and the Pittsburgh and Philadelphia offices. Okay. Awesome. So how is it that you have stayed in brokerage business and we're never in other areas of the insurance industry. That fascinates me. How did you start and stay? <laughs> oh, this is so funny. So, um, God, I, and, and I remember this day, like it was yesterday. Um, I, it was the first job offer I got out of school. And my mom told me I had to get a job. So I just, I just took it. Um, and, and, and I ended up staying at that and it was a wholesale, um, brokerage firm. And I was there about, you know, 25 years. Um, I loved it. Uh, it was a family owned business, Okay, um, but yeah, that's how. That's awesome. You know, I always say that insurance picks you and it kind of happened for you too. <laughs> it sure did pick me. It sure did. But, um, you know, people laugh at me. Because in my other um, roles, I would walk into the office and, you know, coworkers would say, hey, how are you? And I said, just loving insurance. And they would laugh. But I honestly, I do. I'm, I'm very passionate about insurance. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know, I'm, there's just so much to do. Every day I'm learning something different. Even after, you know, my 30 plus years, I learn something new every day, every day. Absolutely. I understand that too. And that's the thing I love about insurance. I I know when I was younger and first getting into the industry, everyone was like, 
why in the world would you want to do that? That sounds like the most boring thing on the planet. That's worse than being an attorney. Like everyone just automatically assumes that it's this terrible thing. But what I love about this industry is there's so many roles that, you know, youth can really get into. It's, it doesn't necessarily have to be sales. It doesn't have to be, you know, very analytical approach either. There's so many different careers in this industry that can fit and mold individuals. I just think it's such a great career choice. I really do. Um, it's funny you mentioned youth can get into because, um, you know, I, I in my other roles, I, I hired. Um, mm-hmm. And so people would come in and they go, I don't know anything about insurance. You know, I didn't go to school for insurance. And I said, look, just as long as you have the motivation and the drive to succeed, I can teach you insurance. I mean, insurance is easy to learn. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there's one woman who I worked with for a lot of years, and she still thanks me. Um, to this day that I took a chance on her. Um, and she's probably been in insurance for 20 plus years. So That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love yeah. that. That's great. Mm-hmm. I did that at my own agency too. So the folks I brought in, I knew personally, they're like, I know nothing about insurance. I'm like, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. You know, you mold them and right. you know, they're still continuing on their path and doing really well yeah. in insurance too, yeah, but it's, great. it's full. It's mm-hmm. such an awesome, such an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit, you know, I know that you're big on building relationships and I've seen you in action doing this and I just am like mesmerized by watching you. So do you have anything you want to share about the importance of relationships in this industry? So, so important. And, and, and it's my very first boss in the industry um, had told me that, uh, Lynn, don't ever burn bridges because you never know who's going to be your boss. The insurance world is a small world. Um, so I, I, I really took that to heart. I've made so many friends and, and um, one of my very best friends, um, we laugh about this. She was an agent at the time and I hated her. I, I just couldn't even stand her. Yeah. If she ever sees this, she'll, she'll laugh. Um, I couldn't stand her. She would call 22 times a day. Do you have my quote? Do you have my quote? Do you have my quote? I would hang up the phone and say, Oh my God, if I had your quote, I'd give it to you. I, I just not yeah. like I'm holding on it. Right. And then I, um, run into her at a holiday party. And I see her and I'm going, oh, good God, no wonder I hate her. You know, she's very tall, slim, blonde, gorgeous looking, right? <laughs> gorgeous. And I'm going, yep, okay, understand. But now we're best friends. I mean, really, we are. I, I God, that's over a 30-year relationship because that's when I was first starting in the industry. So, right. yep, I have a lot of friends, um, a lot of friends in, in different states, um, you know, yeah. that I will even travel to see or they come here to see me. So, yeah, I believe in it. I, I believe in the relationships. I, I think that's why I like insurance so much because it is a relationship business. Absolutely. And I'm sure that you have really close relationships with carrier folks too because they tend to bop around as well. Yeah, yeah right. No, right. I, I sure do. And and so that has really helped me um, at Toscano because um, some of the markets that I worked with, um, they were currently not appointed with. So, you know, I called and they said, yeah, sure. Here, we'll send you out the paperwork. So I, I, I think that if I didn't have a relationship with them and I hadn't dealt with them um, previously, we, we never would have got those appointments with them. So 
Right. And you're definitely the person to be working with. Same with Jeremy, who is, you know, by your side through the process. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's definitely more than a nine to five gig. You're constantly talking to carriers and underwriters at those carriers and really going to bat for customers. So um, you're definitely the person people want to be on their side to be able to find those solutions. So um, will you share a little bit about some of your personal interests and family and things like that? Um, so, you know, personal interest, I, I I love to garden, flower gardening, um, Mm. actually, um, our house and previous years got voted, you know, most curb appeal, best curb appeal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm into flowers. Um, uh, I plant tons of flowers, um, every year. Um, I like to cook probably baking more so than cooking. Um, And my sister's always giving me recipes um, whenever she finds something that she thinks she would like for me to bake it for the next time we have dinner together. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. Um, Walking. I love to walk. Um, Started getting into biking during COVID. Um, And, you know, that's funny because you know how they say, oh, as easy as riding a bike. Okay. If you haven't ridden a bike in years, it is not easy. Oh my God. The first time I got on and it, I think it was 10 years or so before I was on, I, I, I couldn't hold myself up. It was awful. I, oh I it was awful. yeah. And I was going to myself, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing, but I just kept on going through it. till I was able to hold myself up. That's funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. Is that center yeah. of balance thing? You know, my dad was a gymnast and he always played with us. There's four girls and he was the one who taught us how to ride bikes. He taught us all did well. My father has never ridden a bike in his life, but he could teach us all how to ride a bike. And he was a gymnast. He did a great <laughs> center around, like, can't do it. Cannot do it. And I asked him just a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, dad, you know, how is it that you taught us how to do something you don't know how to do? I said, how do you know that you don't know how to ride a bike? He's like, your mother and I, went to the boardwalk when we were dating and we got one of those two seater bikes that you do. He's like, I couldn't do it. We fell over and crashed into a lady on the boardwalk. He's like, I haven't been on a bike since. I mean, it's not as easy as everyone thinks it is. No, it's not. I know. So people say it's as easy as riding a bike. I'm going, no, riding a bike is not easy. I mean, when you're younger, that's all I did was ride my bike everywhere, Mm -hmm. but yeah, get out of it. That's funny. Oh my gosh. So can you tell a little bit more about what you're developing in your role here? I know it's new and you know, you're, you're getting those relationships and carriers set up. Can you tell us a little bit about what that progress looks like? So, you know, I felt that it was more important to um, get the carriers on board because if we got um, a piece of business, like if we're out saying, Hey, we can do this and we don't have anybody to put it with, um, that's not a good thing. So I think right now um, we're pretty good on carriers. Um, you know, probably, I don't know, brought 10 or more on board. Um, we're going to the WSIA convention next week and have appointments. We have a lot of appointments. I mean, mm-hmm. every day there's over 20 appointments. So um, hopefully we might get a couple extra so um, uh-huh. we, we can go out and sell that. Um, reaching out to agents that Toscano had been dealing with previously and and letting them know that, you know, we have this new division, if you will, brokerage, um, and that we can work on their harder to place accounts, whereas maybe before we couldn't help them with it. Um, 
So that's about it. Good. So share with us, everyone has their crazy account story. What's one of the most crazy accounts you were ever, ever able to have with? Um, Goat yoga. Have, have you heard of that? Okay. So don't laugh at me, but you can no, laugh. Please okay. don't so, tell me you did it. No, I haven't oh, oh, done it, oh. but the brewery that I go to offers goat yoga. And then you get a favorite brew when you're done with your goat yoga. So it's one of their things. That they do. I, I, you know, at first I thought, what, you know, so I Googled it and honestly, it, it, it's a real thing. It's mm-hmm. a real thing. Yeah. That's probably the most strangest account. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. That's hysterical. I can't imagine a goat standing on my back. I, just can't. Like, oh, I don't even, go well, the bathroom. I, <laughs> I don't even want, I don't know why you would even want a goat standing on your back. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, okay. So those weighted blankets are supposed to be a thing oh, for you mm-hmm. like have insomnia right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, other than it feeling good. Cause you have weight on you. But like, I don't know. I just think that's weird. But recently I was talking with an agent who they do have a client that has goat yoga, but they were looking for commercial auto coverage because they were taking the goats in a limo with diapers on to go meet people to do goat yoga in the park. And people could buy tickets to be in the limo with the diapered goats to go. (laughs) I was like, what? Who's diapering the goats? Like, I don't want that job. <laughs> well, you know, and I don't even know because, it, it, you know, the process wasn't wasn't said on 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 their website or anything. But do they put something like on their hooves? Because I'm assuming, you know, I mean, yeah. is it? Yeah, I don't know. You know, and, and, and what if they get angry or what if they start chomping on your hair or something? Yeah, right, I, they I, chew on yeah, everything. Yeah, I just don't even understand the concept, but. Oh my God. But it's a thing. It's a thing. It is. So Linda, we're big on team building exercises here. So I'm coming out in April. Maybe you and I need to go do some goat yoga. <laughs> <laughs> and we can have another podcast and tell everyone what we thought about it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll, I'll go to the spa with you and do a petty manny, but not yet. Yes, goat yoga, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, with those manny petties, crazy things they do, they have those fish that eat the skin off your feet too. I did a class on that. Yeah, that's another <laughs> another really strange thing. Yeah. I'm not doing that either. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I talk to agents all day long and so many of them, even when they're just coming to us with a smaller, hard to place risk, they're completely out of their comfort zone because they're independent agents. They're used to the carriers that they have great established relationships. They're used to those pre-filled applications or raters that they use all the time. By the time they come to us here at Toscana, some of them are a little frazzled because we're asking for an accord and they're like, I don't know how to do that, which is fine. We all hate them. But what do you think one of the reasons that agents fear brokerage business? Do you think the premium scares them, the process? What do you think it is? Because people kind of geek out sometimes. Yeah, I I think it's the process. So I think, um, and depending on the agent, if they're not used to working with an ENS um, carrier, um, you know, the, the surplus lines tax, you know, that stamp we put on it that, you know, they're not licensed, you know, um, which means nothing um, because, you know, they go through an approval process. They probably go through more than what a standard lines carrier does. Um, I, I think that's what kind of geeks them out a little bit. You know, they get, they, they're just uncomfortable with it. Um, you know, if, if they do, I mean, there's money to be made. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. 
by them them going to an ENS carrier, um, you know, it really doesn't affect their contingency they have with their standard lines carriers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, yeah. So, I, I like I said, I think it depends on on the agent if they're used to it. I mean, there's some agents that really most of their book of business. Well, not most. I mean, statistically, it's like 10% of their commercial lines would be an ENS placement. But, right. Right. It's yeah. just something they're not comfortable with because it's not in their day to day. So <clears throat> how do you calm people down during those moments? How do you bring it back home to them? So it's funny because they'll, they'll be all kind of, you know, wigged out when they're calling me. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. We do that every day. And they go, really? And I go, yeah. And I said, you know, I'm going to need blah, 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 and get it in. You get them a quote and, 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 and they do calm down about it. I mean, I, for them, it might not be the day to day, but you know, it's what Toscano does every day all day. Right. And, you know, thinking about where they've been before they've come to us, they've, they've exhausted all right. of their options. Yeah. They've probably heard laughing. They've been hung up on and they're, or someone's <laughs> like, there's no yeah. way yeah. that's happening mm-hmm. because of, you know, the carriers that they're used to working with. So yeah. I'm sure that uh, by the time they're talking to you, Linda, they're pretty frazzled, but yeah. feel a lot more comfort mm-hmm. after they've talked to you on the phone. So I hope so. Um, yeah, I'm sure after this many years, <laughs> I'm sure you figured this out. Um, but, you know, it's it's great that we can provide that calm in addition to a solution. I've heard horror stories about quotes taking three months and things to that nature. I understand sometimes it takes a really longer amount of time than what our independent agents are used to. Can you give some sort of range? I know it depends on the account, but yeah. what's typically the turnaround? Yeah, three months. That's unacceptable. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, depending. So most carriers go by effective date. So Mm -hmm. you probably get something prior to your effective date, even though you're asking for it 30 days before, um, that generally does not happen, but if it's something that you need a quick turnaround, then you can't, um, you know, one day's probably not realistic for a brokerage market, but you know, anywhere from two to three days, um, you should at least get a response and maybe an indication of pricing on it. Um, right. There is more information that you need when when you go out, and I, I think some agents aren't aware of that either. That you know, okay. they, so then that takes a while because you know, um, when I get the submission, I pre-underwrite it. You know, so I, I'm looking for is there a good description? If there isn't a good description, you know, I Google does their website say what they do. Um, you know, I'm looking for loss runs. I'm looking for if they have prior coverage, who was it with? Um, and, you know, if it's with a standard carrier and the standard carrier's renewing, more than likely I'm going to decline it because we just can't compete against a right. standard. Like we can't compete against a nationwide, an Erie. Um, it's, it's just never going to happen. Um, but if they're not, like I said, you know, we need a lot more information. And I think that's what takes by the time, you know, I do it, I give it back to them, then they have to go to the insured. And so, right. So there's a lot of behind the scenes work. There's a lot that you're doing um, and connecting all of those dots mm-hmm. together. So a complete submission is definitely appreciated. Oh, it sure <laughs> is. It sure is. <laughs> that's it's, with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause even, you know, it, it's funny, you work on an excess submission and, and you ask for a copy of the underlying, right? And I'm going, mm-hmm. well, what do you need that for? Because we're sitting on top of it. You know, it's kind of, right. yeah. So then, you know, that could take a while to get, well, I don't have it yet. Well, then we have to wait. 
Right. And that's the biggest thing, you know, piecemeal sending things in piece by piece. Oh my gosh. You know, that's really frustrating and difficult, but you know, being able to communicate that up front to agents, you know, the information they're going to have to gather, they go back to their insured, you know, that definitely makes the process a lot easier. So um, I know that you really work on relationships, not only with clients, but with carriers. And that helps this process to go a little bit smoother because just like when agents are working with us here in a direct underwriter, same thing when we're working with underwriters at carriers, we've established relationship. They've seen the submissions we've, you know, submitted in the past and things of that nature. So that relationship, I say this all the time and I'm, I repeat it all the time, but this industry is about relationships with a little bit of insurance. It absolutely is. No, it is. It really is. If someone respects you and trusts you, it it, it just makes it so much easier. You know, um, you know, you, you can pick up the phone and say, Hey, where's my quote? And you know, they'll, They'll give it to you if, if they don't, if they feel like you're spinning their wheels and that you've never given them an order. Yeah, it could be the three month scenario. At that point, I probably would just close it down because I, I, I don't right. think that you're going to get a quote from them. But Exactly. Exactly. Well, I know that we've got some great marketing campaigns coming up to promote some of the sweet spots that you and Jeremy are going to be working on. So great things to come for that. Um, We're going to be sharing some things on social media and really announcing some of the areas that Linda is going to be specializing in here so that we can share that with our agents. So you know the solutions that she is ready and able to provide you in your time of need. Linda, thanks for taking the time to join me today. It's so great getting to know you better. And thank you. I appreciate it. And